Hey everyone, my name is Annalisa Cardin and you're listening to Shine the Light. So today I wanted to talk to you guys about some really epic saints that have come about in North America over the years and the overall impact that each one of their lives have had on the way that the church has grown and flourished here and formed into what the church is today. So to start, the history of the Catholic Church is pretty darn extensive, um, being first brought to North America in the early 15th century. And since then, the journey of evangelization has definitely not been easy. But although there were struggles, there were also so many moments of success and so many mountaintops. And so a really cool story that I want to start with is the witness of St. Juan Diego. So he was an Indian man born in Mexico in the year 1474, and to give some context, the religious culture of the time in Mexico was that of serving many gods and focused heavily on human sacrifice to these gods, so as you might guess, Catholicism was not the popular way of life there. But Juan Diego and his wife had converted to the church in the year 1513, and unfortunately his wife had passed away a few months later, but It was in December of that year that Juan Diego was on his way to Mass, and he had heard music and beautiful singing, and he turned and saw a woman who called him by name, and she spoke to him and said, I am the ever-perfect Holy Mary, who has the honor to be the mother of the true God by whom we all live, the creator of people, the Lord of the near and far, the Lord of heaven and earth. And... So Mary went on to say that she has a task for him, and she says, I want very much that they build my sacred little house here, in which I will show him. I will exalt him upon making him manifest. I will give him to all people and all my personal love, him that is my compassionate gaze, him that is my help, him that is my salvation, because I am your compassionate mother yours and that of all people that live together in this land, and also of all other lineages of men, those who love me, those who cry to me, those who seek me, those who trust me. And so Juan Diego was told to bring this message to the bishops, and he did, and the bishops simply just didn't believe him. And so he went back, and Mary encouraged him yet again to go and tell them, preach the news, time and time again and Juan Diego was discouraged but Mary persisted and she gave him a bouquet of flowers to give to the bishop as a sign Um, and when Juan Diego had brought these flowers to the bishop he was absolutely mesmerized and so this is the story that is now known as the revelation of Our Lady of Guadalupe to Saint Juan Diego and it really helps the church to better understand the importance of enculturation and bringing the message of God to the people in light of and not against the culture. And Sister Johanna, in her writings on the catechetical saints of North America, she says that while the church lost about 9 million souls to the Protestant Reformation, which was around this same time, this story of St. Juan Diego and Our Lady of Guadalupe brought about the conversion of 9 million natives of Mexico at the very same time. So it's such a beautiful witness that brought so many into the church. And even today, when people read this story, so many people are brought to the faith 
through this beautiful revelation. And so another way that the church really grew was by the example of the martyrs. It's such a powerful witness if someone is so passionate about something that they're willing to die for it. And all across North America, there were people that were willing to sacrifice their lives for the faith, for the Lord. And it was their conviction to their beliefs that led so many others to feel urged towards a conversion. And one of the best known martyrs um, is St. Isaac Jogues. He was a great student of the faith and he later became a great teacher. And so he was sent to Canada and he instructed Native Americans there for six years. And he was then captured by the Iroquois where he was beaten for several months. Um, His hands were mutilated and he lost several fingers. But he did escape and he found himself near the New York area. But several years later, he was captured again by the Mohawks and they had accused him of leaving an evil box when he had escaped several years earlier. And the next day he was beheaded. And so it it has been said that the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the Christians. And I really believe that the witness of St. Isaac Jogues giving his entire life for the sake of the faith should call each one of us to recognize the true gift that our faith is. And the church continued to grow in many different ways. And there's one aspect that I'd like to focus on, and it's the way that education impacted the Catholic faith. So in the past, and even today, we've had some really amazing men and women of faith as teachers for young people. There was St. Madeline Sophie Barat, and she had founded the Society of the Sacred Heart, which focused on the education of young girls. And even though her work had started in France, she was able to accomplish so much, and she had began almost 100 communities with nearly 4,000 religious sisters. And it was one of those sisters who brought this mission to North America, and her name was St. Rose Philippine Duchenne. And she had left France, and she started an order here in Louisiana. She opened up a free school in the St. Louis area, and within 10 years, she had opened up six schools, all for different people, all for different, like, different cultures, all-inclusive. And I think it's just really fascinating that these schools were founded, and they weren't just there to teach the faith, they were there to just teach people. Yet, so many were brought into the faith through them by the witness of those who were teaching. And there are so many more saints and periods of the church that I could share with you today, but I'll end with one more, a personal favorite of mine, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. So she was born in the year 1775 in New York City. She was raised in an active Episcopalian family, and she didn't actually convert to Catholicism until a lot later in her life. Um, So she married, and she had a bunch of kids, and her husband passed away um, from tuberculosis pretty soon after. And it was after this that Elizabeth found herself interested and intrigued by the doctrine of the true presence of our Lord in the Eucharist, and she continued to explore Catholicism, and she had converted about a year after the passing of her husband. And it was from there that the work of Elizabeth Ancien absolutely flourished. She created the first orphanage, which was a house boarding house for boys. She began a Catholic school for girls, which eventually led her to open, open up her own convent, the Sisters of Charity. She was then made the first mother superior of the order. Her community branched out and had accomplished so much service for the country. 
they created more schools and more orphanages and grew greater in size and in their outreach and her final years of life were spent directing and helping run both her religious community and an academy she's the first american-born canonized saint which is something that's so cool and worth commemorating because all in all she was such a powerhouse of a woman in the church and she played such a big role in the growth of the Catholic Church here in North America. The history of the Catholic Church and all the lives of the holy men and women who came before us truly are just a testament to the greatness of the Catholic faith. I get so excited when I think about the fact that someday I will get to talk to these amazing people of God in heaven with God right there. I'm definitely making my list of questions that I have for them. Um, about their lives and just their greatness and even more so what a true gift it is to have the example of their lives to model each one of ours after and who knows maybe a hundred years from now young catholics will be listening to a podcast just like you are now but they'll learn about you and your witness to the faith and the work that you accomplished for the church because sainthood after learning so much about all of these saints and the church and the ways that it's grown it's shown that sainthood is not out of our reach my friends we have to reach for it we have to pursue it and we have to run after it in every aspect of our lives and if you ever get tired or doubtful we can rest in knowing that up in heaven there is a huge, endless community, communion of saints that are cheering us on. And there's a God who desires nothing more than to have you join them one day. Praise God for the gift of the Catholic faith and for the gift that it is to be able to be joined with God in the communion of saints at the end of our life.